0: I was frightened when I came here of that river I'll tell the truth because I don't like water to start with I know we'd be a bit a mess without it but I'm not right I'm still not keen I I like it, I think it looks lovely on the postcard but I can't swim you see and, and I think that's a lot to do with it, I've learned to swim but I'm petrified so I can't do it it's horrible, it's making me sweat thinking about it. Because
1: I think we've always had to live with the river here. We're always very conscious of the weather and rain, and, and knowing that if they've had a lot of rain up Brook, so up Ribblehead and whatever and obviously it's that duration of rain that we have, we know mm. that if it's coming up, so we've always had to be conscious of of moving the stock before it's too late, you know, because we always bring if there's any, well obviously yeah, it used to be cows, didn't it? Oh yeah, it's um,
0: We've always had to it, move it them up onto higher ground.
1: But there was an instance, wasn't there, um, when you lost a, a heifer yeah. that must have been out Yeah. and that got washed up at Preston.
0: Yeah, Preston Docks. Preston Docks. Docks.
1: Um, but, totally. yeah, we, we tend not to lose stock because we always have to be, you know, do well, we? you You're to always be, on your...
0: Yeah, you have to have your wits about you and move them.
1: I'm Sarah Bolton, and I was brought up at Banktop Farm, Sawley, and we've got my grandma. That's right, that's me, Jean. Jean Bolton. Yeah. And you're how old, Gran?
0: I will be 90 next birthday, next June.
1: Next June. And my mum, Linda, who's farmed here since she married Dad in... 19, 19-
2: 1977. That's
1: yeah. right. Yeah. so basically we've lived here at bank top since 1952 is when grandma and granddad came here um so you only had one son at the time didn't you when you came yes
0: Kevin we're three months old and when then... we came well that that was were it weren't it just us three it seemed a big house i'll tell you after coming from a semi I worked at a printing and dyeing works, but I farmed on my own from nine year old. I bought, my parents bought me my first scarves when I were nine. The others weren't interested in farming. We had, just had a small holding, and we lived in a, a, a lovely semi-Dutch house. But I was the one who wanted to farm, and I had brothers, but they were a lot older than me. I were the youngest of how many? Eight, were it? Eight of us. But I, I, don't remember one or two of them. They died before I were born. I think or after. The farm was Hay Farm at Wardle, near Rochdale.
1: No, that's where you were born. But when you oh. you lived at at Bakeup, didn't you? Oh,
0: Doles, Doles, in between uh, Bakeup and Burnley. Nearer up than Burnley.
1: And you met Grandad at primary school?
0: Yes, I was one of the little girls chosen to welcome him. They'd lost their mum, and I don't don't think his dad had got married again then. I was chosen, two of us, two little girls and two little boys were chosen to welcome these two brothers. And one was John, your Grandad, and one was Uncle Geoffrey. And we were friends ever after. <laughs> Isn't it funny? You can't believe it, can you? But I mean, we were friends, children, as friends. Don't don't get me wrong.
1: I think grand my granddad's family had a mill at Bake Up, Rayondale Fabrics, and he was never interested in being in the mill. And his his yeah. dad said to him, "If you want to farm, you'll have to go and learn." And go and work on farms. So, from being 14, he was sent over this side of the valley and got jobs working on farms. So, he yeah, I went to, to S- S-
0: near Salmsbridge to start with. You know, it's tip funny when you're only 14? But you, I used to worry about him. But we weren't boyfriends and we were just friends.
1: And there were no phones then, you know, you used to write And, and I worried to a about letters, him so
0: much, my dad, one weekend, Took me to make sure he were alright to this farm at Salmsbury. Down it's that down. It's that it's that leather, road. Isn't it up there? Yeah. That was it?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, don't she, she knows. How do you know? And um Good job I've told her. He worked at Waddington, up
1: the fell, he worked at Mealy, um, just under Pendle. And um then obviously when his dad realised he weren't gonna get this farming bug out of his system, that's how they ended up coming to to Buy the farm and you looked at other farms, didn't you? Before well we you kept chose looking at up.
0: farms but we we didn't want to rent one because Grandad always said he'd buy us one. He always told us that he'd buy us a farm. We didn't want to rent one, you know, get one going and then find one. So we kept waiting and waiting, looking around and looking around. Anyway, how old were we when we came when we got this? I'd be about 21 when, he, yeah. when we found this one. But, you know, it takes a while, doesn't it, for things to all go through. But it, we just could not believe it. Could not believe it. But when you it.
1: came here, the family still
0: had blackout blinds up, yeah, they they, had. from the war? They were the oldest-fashioned people, but it was clean. You know, it was spotless. But it were old-fashioned. It were old-fashioned. <laughs> I thought, God, well, you can imagine going from a new semi. An I mean, it was a grand house, but it, it looked so massive. And I was petrified. I, I were frightened. I were frightened of going upstairs on my own. Because when
1: you think, you know, you when you being been only that age 21, 22, and come And I was youngest on the farm, of eight. So, you know,
0: and you'd always you your your start running to... your
1: own business besides, you know, young, young family and. It were a lot yeah. to take on, really. Yeah, it were. But you brought some of
0: your own stock with you, didn't you? Yeah, from? I had, had two load of cows, heifers ready for carving, and I had one or two that were milking. I used to send milk. I did, I used to send milk away, you know. Yeah. I'd Some days I'd only one kit, but other days, you know, other times I'd have two or three. I don't know how I did it now. I just don't. Uh, they must have trusted me, my parents, wasn't they? That's it, and But Granddad. my mum were a great help. My mum and dad came once a week. Granddad always came on Tuesday night, John's dad, and then he always came at weekend. So, you know, that that helped. But I can't believe that I weren't homesick because yeah. I were awful. If I went to my aunties or anybody, or my brothers, I'd be crying to come home at middle at night, but I didn't want to come here. I never felt homesick once. It's funny how you, you know, if if, it, if it's your own, isn't it? Yeah. Do you think that?
1: Yeah, and Granddad had been building up stock, hadn't
0: he? Oh yeah, but I mean, he were an engineer, you see, and he he worked away a lot.
1: This is your dad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But mum were great. She were. I mean, she'd never done any farm. <laughs> Only when we lived at Hay Farm, they just used to have odd calves and that, you know. But I mean, it was different when we lived at Baker. And did you
1: bring any track? Did you have a tractor when you came here
0: at first? Mm, I had a tractor, but it yeah. was that she a Dan Henry? That, I think it was. <coughs> yeah, Dan yeah. Henry. Me Dan Henry. Yeah. Hey, you have a but, good memory. But
1: when you, when you came here at the beginning, you used to hire a horse, didn't you, for making oh, hay?
0: And, one or two.
1: Yeah, and you for, used to get them, go to her screen.
0: Yeah. To a farm. <laughs> yeah, I used to ride, them, ride one back and, and lead one. And uh, your granddaddy'd have, sometimes we'd have three see or three or four.
1: That's it. And you'd use them for... For mowing the grass
0: yeah. and all sorts sorry. farming today is different altogether. They haven't a clue. Some of these young they think they're mm. done by, but by gum, if they had to come back to my era, they'd know what farming were, I'll tell you. But it, it, it all stands in good state, it do not matter what you're doing, mm. does it? Grandad used to mow which side. You didn't leave. You know how they leave it round edges. edges. They don't. They didn't do that in them days. It were all mown. Yeah, it were all. You and know, raked in. he'd go round with side and mow it. And I didn't do things like that.
1: You'd be very dependent on the weather, wouldn't you? You yeah, know are you today? But even more so then, because obviously we're having a tractor. It were a faster. You could get it done faster, oh, couldn't yeah. you? You know, if your hair yeah. were dry and building and in, but
0: the weather here, to what I was used to over Bake Up... Was milder? It was mild here. It felt like it was summer. You know, to what I was used to. I mean, you, at home you couldn't see out at bedroom windows in, in winter. It was that deep where I lived. It nearly covered house. They don't get snow over here like we did over Bake Up.
1: And who did you have to work with you? Did you have staff to help?
0: I don't know whether Leo was the first lad we had. He was a German boy and he lived at the next farm. He was taking prisoner of war over here and, and as I say, come living with us and he was great. He was just like a brother. We thought the world of him both John and I.
1: Um, granny and Grandad built up their herd. So obviously we had, at, I suppose, a maximum. We'd been milking about a uh, hundred cows, uh, rearing a hundred followers. We were a closed herd and we had a milk round. And mum was the main person in charge of the milk round, basically
0: bottling. She got landed um, that, that, that off and, me, Dee, Linda. I used to do it when she got that. She liked it though, didn't you? Did and you? we delivered
1: milk in Soly and Grindleton. Um, you know, and we had a green top license. So, and we used to have a pasteuriser, didn't you? And pasteurise it and do semi milk and skimmed and cream and eggs and
2: orange juice. I got married to Sarah's dad in 1977. How old would I? I'd be 19. My grandfather farmed, but my dad didn't. Um, so it must be in me from, you know, my granddad.
0: Yeah, we were lucky that it. it's in the you Yeah. Your granddad was brought
2: up
1: at Harrop.
2: Harrop, yeah. 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 Near Slaidburn. Yeah, I just worked in an office. I met Michael at school at the local secondary school yeah but milk milked cows I got involved with that and obviously the milk round and then there I'm came a time when the- pasteurized <laughs> milk came in oh, wow. so we either had to give up or buy a pasteurizer so they landed on from the Yorkshire show one day with the pasteurizer yeah. uh, so that was that got to be my job. the pasteurizer the milk going in. Mm get up to temperature that it has to be to be pasteurised and then it'd come out and we'd sort of hold it and then it'd go through another machine which would separate the cream from it uh, so there you'd have your semi-skimmed and your skimmed milk and your cream and then we had um, special machines that you put a crate under and you just pull the handle down and it filled five was it so you'd just keep moving it along and then you'd put caps on them uh, with fridge, haven't we, don't too? Really
0: angry, We
1: had a walk-in
2: fridge. Walk-in fridge. Um,
1: but it was all, you know, I mean, the the regulations, you all had to be registered, didn't you, with Ribble Valley Health? Yeah. Yeah, so, so you'd they'd come get... and sample your milk, because uh, obviously you had a green top licence as well. Mm. Um. So, you had to make sure everything was right, you know, and it was a lot of pressure on both parties. Dad milking the cows, making sure they were healthy and that the milk was good quality and the same. Yeah. Oh, you, you yeah. Know, the hygiene involved, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You had to invest There's in it. There's a lot the more work
0: than folk think, I'll tell you, yeah. isn't there? Eh? Hey? More worry.
2: Yeah. And you just put a tip a crate upside down and, push it in the machine, lift, pull the handle down and it'd just squirt water up to into the bottles and then you'd have to rinse them, wouldn't you, as well? Yeah. But Grandad used to wash them all by hand with a brush. Yeah, he did.
0: Didn't he? he? Did, Before yeah. we got
2: this machine to do it. And he never
0: had any bother. You we know, never had any no. comebacks, did we?
2: But
0: No, uh, oh, they were happy days. We used to when... move with the times, you know, and it just takes... De- Took some for a bit longer, didn't it? But like when young uns were coming up, I mean he didn't bother then, did he? You know, he knew it, they could take over. Uh,
2: that's it, we delivered it, we filled it, delivered it, yeah. washed the bottles. So it was it's interesting, intense.
1: isn't it? You had a good we had a good connection with both villages. We knew everybody. There were some people, you would go in the houses and light the fires for them, some of the older people in the villages.
0: You did did in them days. I bet they'd never think of doing that now, you know, and it's not all that long since. I mean, they were fucking sorry, village. We used to light the fire every morning. John would light one woman and I'd light other. Well, they wouldn't do that today, would they?
1: Because what time did you used to set off on the milk round?
2: We'd set off half about past seven, eight Half like. past six, two or three times a week. you get. I'd be up at half past four. Pasteurising the milk and filling it all before we
0: delivered it. <coughs> um, because they got it, they couldn't have it any fresher, because you know. No. They and then uh, we'd take children.
2: They'd have to sort of come with us, drop them off to school. Yeah, thanks, so, Bob. <coughs> we'd do the milk round before we went to school. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's just but what it's you had to do. It's a
1: good memory. You know, we like we both Louise and I can look back now and remember going. You know, and some of the characters that used to live in the village, um, that you'd remember. But no, we enjoyed it. Yeah. It was just we used to have a Land Rover, didn't we? If we'd do the milk round in a in a Land Rover. It's funny what you remember. What you your know. what was your bottle? What did you used to have on your bottle? Far better far Far better
0: bottles. far far better. Farm bottle. Farm buckled from Jay Bolton.
1: Yeah, that was our milk bottle. Yeah, but, um,
0: far better. Farm buckle from Jay Bolton.
1: But I suppose the biggest impact on our business here was foot and mouth um, in 2001. Um, We were case 1,643 in the country. I think did it start in around before Christmas, around Christmas time. Mm. And um, there was nothing around here for a long time um, until about the end of April, May. And I think one of the first cases around here, it was bad up around Settle at the top end of the catchment. Um, And then there was a local farm at Paythorne went down and then it seemed to track down the river yeah. Um and we were. were we were taken out, weren't we, on a mm-hmm. well, because we're a closed herd and everybody all the advice at the time was, oh, keep your stock in, keep your yeah. stock in. But you have to remember that the summer before had been a very, very wet summer and our cattle had been in since August. And then you have to kind of like that's your, they're into your silo. Do you know what I mean? You've only got so much stocks of winter food that you can feed them. And uh, dad was always a great believer in zero grazing. So basically you cut the fresh <coughs> grass outside and bring it in to feed them. So dad had been zero grazing, hadn't he?
0: Yeah. And
1: um, we just had a loafing paddock in the front meadow here where they could go out and lie out. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? In the day they were contained um, and then they, they would come in and we knew because there was defra officials you know around and whatever and they were, we were all under restrictions we couldn't move we'd obviously have to disinfect on and off the farm and um, we used to have another block of land at the top of the next village Grindleton where we wintered all our heifers so we'd we have to disinfect have off here to go to go up yeah. to Grindleton and uh, yeah so it got to Paythorn and then the next thing that happened that week it got to Dockber Farm didn't it in Solley. Um so then there was a lot more def officials and I remember them saying oh they wanted to come here to look on bank top. So they came on a Friday morning and mm. I remember him being a Spanish was he a Spanish vet and he double suited up. He came and looked round the farm. We went round all the animals with him. And he was quite happy with the disinfection procedure that we were following. Um, so we kind of like went from being relieved to thinking, you know, oh, you know we're all right, to um, morning milking the next day, where we had one that was looked to be showing visible symptoms. So it was salivating at its mouth. It didn't look very well at all. So the first thing we did was we rang the DEFRA, the vets, so by the time they came out at nine, we'd milked and all the cows are in the feed passage, eating the fresh cut grass that dad had put in. And I always remember looking at us and and thinking, I don't know what you're worrying about. You know, everything looks fine. They're all happy eating. To taking her to, to see the one that we were concerned about and then pointing out the ones that we didn't just think were themselves that morning at milking time. Um. And it it basically started from there, really. They started monitoring them. Uh, More officials uh, from Animal Health landed. The army even came because they didn't diagnose foot and mouth until 12.30 in the day. And this is us from seeing it at 6 o'clock in the morning having suspicions. And because they had to get everything in place, the infrastructure to start the slaughtering process... It was. Um, it must have been about five o'clock in the afternoon, mm. and by that time they had to sedate the worst animals because it's hard to believe that they get over it. But if you can imagine cows coming into the milking parlour, and we have in part, we used to have in parlour feeders, didn't we? And they used to yeah. lick the the barrels, you know, clean, and the massive blisters that were appearing on their tongues. On their teats. Unbelievable. Um, but it was the temperature that they were getting to. You know, that's why they yeah. sedated the worst, worst ones. Because I know Dad couldn't face it, could he? He came in. No. Yeah. Um, but we, we lost we trouble. lost our entire herd that day. Um, all our all our cows, all our all our well, the the calves and everything that were at home. Um, but we weren't there was no pyres here. They didn't burn anything. And because there was so many cases going down again at the top end um, of the catchment, ours were, was we had to keep them here. So they put them in the big silo building. Um, obviously they'd slaughtered them. And um, they came back for them the day after. But it's always quite harrowing now if you ever hear a hole a that has the beeping, because that's all we heard
2: all day.
0: Horrible. Yeah. I can't go there again. We don't want to do anyway, do we, Linda?
2: wagons up road, didn't
1: they? <clears throat> It got as far as West Bradford, I think, didn't it? And then that was it. But we had um, our young stock at Grindleton. Even though didn't, they didn't show visible signs, they actually slaughtered them because of a, a connection, because they knew we'd been going off here, disinfecting off. Do you know what I mean? So we didn't really have any of our own young stock to replace because a lot of people said to us, oh, you were compensated. It was like, well, <sighs> you weren't really. It was a compulsory purchase. You had no choice. You know, your animals were infected. They had to they had to go.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I think if we'd have been in a position where we'd have had our young stock, we would have probably restocked and, and gone back into milk, mm. wouldn't we? Yeah. So for a few years after Foot and Mouth, Dad worked off-farm, didn't he? And um, we used to let out the grazing. And then that kind of, like, involved us then having to, like, deal with somebody else's stock. And you think, well, actually, we might as well have your own, really. So from then on, you've just built up your own flock of of sheep, haven't you? Mm -hmm. And Dad still works off-farm, so it's very much become a bit of a part-time farm.
2: Yeah, we we, the first year was it two thousand and eight? We just bought twenty five, didn't we? Gimmers and a tup. So basically, your gimmer is a female, um, and then
1: the male is a tup. So if it gets castrated, it becomes a weather. Um, But obviously, mum and dad keep a proportion of their female gimmers, um, which will become breeding replacements and come into the flock. So It'll become, um, a, you know, a sheep once it's had
2: its had its first lamb. Um, <clears> so that <throat> year we just lambed 25, didn't we? And then the year after, kept uh buying more, didn't we? You them up, so but you them buy them, up. them
1: in at Clitheroe auction, and dad's a bit funny into buying in, he always likes to buy them from the same two farms, obviously. <laughs> I think it's kind of like if you find something that works for you they never fashion. give you any trouble and you like them like a mule mule gimmers um, so they come up from um, the Hodder Valley um, so they haven't come far um, they're local and I suppose he knows the farmers and he 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 likes them and they've, they've been good sheep because you've only just recently culled out some of those haven't yeah, they? Yeah, what we had right in the Our beginning Catherine's yeah. good
0: though with sheep, is she? Yeah There uh, she is
2: yeah, young the youngest daughter she's yes, brilliant. Uh, come home now, and she's sort of works at home, so she's hands on, isn't she?
1: That's it. Yeah. Is Lamb in time? Because the issue that we have here is that we could have um, like forty acre submerged down in the bottom, and um, with the with the river if it comes really wet, and then obviously you, the the meadows on the high ground you don't really want to be spoiling them. Um, so you have to bring the sheep in, don't you? Yeah. So sometimes it could be like around January time and um, the sheep would be, would be brought in. Until the lamb, lamb.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: so that's a fine science in itself, feeding them right. Do you know what I mean? While well, they've got growing Great. lambs in them.
2: You've started scanning them now, haven't you? So this yeah, so, it's easier. So we know what actually every sheep is having, um, which worked a lot better yeah. last year, didn't it?
1: But we, the only trouble <clears> that we tend to have here is because it's good ground, you always tend to have a lot of triplets. Mm. Um, so in, you always try year, and mother on we? to singles. Um, but obviously if you can't, you end up with so many lamb. pet lambs. Um, so you have a machine, don't you?
0: Yeah, they not oh, yeah. as bad, Not as bad when you have a machine, is it?
1: So it mixes when the powder, and no. they can they can feed but obviously it's quite expensive. Do you know what I mean, doing that? But you have to do it. So basically all our lambs here are sold at Gisborne auction um, and a live, in a, a live weight market.
2: Texel crosses, aren't they?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. you buy in mule. They buy in mule gimmers. So they're the offspring off a swale cross with a blue face leicester. Um, so the you your, your mule sheep and then mum and dad buy texel, texel tubs, tubs yeah. <clears throat> so that gives you a good table lamb really um, and yeah, then I've obviously some of the gimmers they keep as breeding replacements um, you used to have some Suffolks but you've gone off them haven't yeah, you now, you've gone off Suffolk. none left now, no. they've all gone in
0: Most yeah. so it's mainly Suffolk. texel crosses oh, Suffolk, yeah. and
1: mules that they have here mm. and it's a closed flock you know, other than buying in your mule replacements, isn't it? Yeah. Our sheep here, they don't really have a hard life and they last, you know, so your mm. sheep are at least eight, aren't they? Mm. Nine years old, which there won't be that many farms that they kept, get kept that long, you know. They're lucky, it's just, aren't they? And <clears> I think a lot of that stems from it being a dairy farm, you know, that it's it's good ground um they don't really have to work hard for a living it's not like they're up on rough pastures on the hill do you know what i mean looking with something that's much more less of nutritional value um because it is it it's obviously the tups are in now aren't they um so you'll start lambing late february early march early march yeah yeah mm-hmm. and um so obviously it's easier it all in, over again inside so it'll be all go come february march time but um you start selling your lambs in july, july august yeah. lambs will be ready to go um and that's been well yeah and that's the main farm income here and obviously seekers dad works works away we do have a flood banking Around the river that was built in the eighteen hundreds, there's actually some yeah. memorial stones, isn't yeah. there, around the river that were built, yeah. and um, that kind of like keeps the water off on the main side, doesn't it? But then there has been occasions. It's changed a lot, hasn't it? Because the old road oh,
0: yeah. was
1: built on, and there's now houses been built um, yeah. opposite. Yeah, you see, it's, you know, it's so different. it's a lot different to what it used to be when Grand first came. Yeah, but we've no footpath on our section. It's mainly because, obviously, they'd know where to get out because they obviously had to come through, do you know what I mean, the farmyard to the footpath yeah. comes round on the road, doesn't it? So it's one yeah. of the only sections of the ribble where the ribble, it's, it, it deviates away from the I river, I don't really. think
0: we've any footpaths on that. We've got bridge end, have we? No. I don't think we have any, have no. we?
1: We have a syndicate of fishermen on one side of the river and then Clitheroe anglers on, on this side. But we don't see the bailiff anymore, he used to see. No, you don't no. see nobody. Wonder no. where they
0: all are.
1: Were they not like poaching at big pool and they were all lights in night?
0: Well, regular.
1: Yeah. In them. When days, we came here
0: at first. Yeah. When my boys grew up, because there were four of them. There were never any trouble and and still I don't know why. But I've often wondered if it were because they knew we had four big lads, you know, up because they, they were hard men, you know, them poachers.
1: But yeah, the river's been a big part of our lives here because obviously it splits the, splits the farm in two. I mean, I remember Dad. Um, we used to walk the cows over the river, didn't we, to Sawley. Um, and then in the morning, they'd walk across for the day's grazing and then get them back in, do you know what I mean, in the afternoon for...
0: for we don't walking. do that now. No. Well, well no we have none, have we? No cows. I think the, our Catherine's thinking of having some. Yeah,
1: but the side, the the river here, we'd always run an electric fence round to keep the cows out because Dad didn't really like them drinking river water, did he? Um.
0: Well, you don't want... When... Because we
1: can't have a physical fence here because of the flooding. It's You're just wasting your time. It'll just get washed out because, obviously, it's like on a floodplain. But um, it was always a big job, wasn't it, putting electric fencing out and then, obviously, having to move that again if a flood was coming. Oh, painful. Um, otherwise, you'd be losing it all. Net.
0: Painful. But
1: one of the things we've always had a big problem with is the debris after a flood. Um, So it's always been a case, hasn't it, after a flood? I don't think we've ever found
0: out out, have we? No,
1: but, you know, you get a lot of timber (laughs) washed up. And we do now have a big pile that we always build, don't we, down on the bottom, so we move it. Mm. Um, It's just out of the flood zone, actually, and it's just been built up over the years, haven't we? But, um, yeah, it's nice to see. I mean, you've
0: filmed otters. Mm.
1: Yeah, we've seen otters on the river.
0: Oh, yeah, Um, otters are lovely. They are.
1: And we have Sam Martins in the bank and Kingfishers. You yeah, see Kingfishers. These beautiful,
0: lovely birds.
1: Around foot and mouth time, um, when we were taken out, we were slaughtered in May, the end of May. So being a fairly intensive dairy farm, as we were at that time, um, late May early June, would be around the time we'd be getting our first crop. But because we were left in limbo for a while with the stock and they'd, they'd put the stock, once they'd slaughtered it, in our silo building, we couldn't make our crop and bring it in uh, because we had to obviously start the clean-up process, which obviously took time, working from the top of the of the farm down. Um so it was like eight weeks, wasn't it, by the time we easy. had to get the, the grass really in. Easy. And you can imagine grass that would have been ready early June. It was like nearly early or it was early August, yeah. wasn't it? And we had to hire, we had to go and hire big tractors to be able to chop it. Do you know what I mean? To be able to to bring it in. I mean, we were used to making quality silage, you know. Um, but then not knowing what we were then going to have to feed this this stock too but I think one of the things Dad always said was that 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 summer of foot and mouth it flooded and we had two or three summer floods didn't we mm. and dad always says it, it he thinks it was because of foot and mouth because obviously all the stock was gone all the way up Ribblehead the stock was gone and his my dad's theory is that um, when the grass gets long and you get rain it thatches. So it lies over, so it, it basically channels the water faster. Do you know what I mean to the to the to the water courses? But it was it, I don't know if anyone ever did any stu- studies that year because it would have been really interesting mm. with there not being any stock at all, um, <clears throat> because there was nothing from here to settle and, and and above there was no stock left at all. All the all the way up this section of the ribble there was there was no livestock left. It everybody you know was slaughtered. Um, but yeah, we did have a lot of summer floods that year, didn't we? It was—I don't know whether there's any yeah. any reason. I mean, you can't say whether there's going to be a a rainstorm or whatever, but it's just in it. You know, it we wouldn't, wouldn't normally have three know. or four summer floods, would we? Not really. But, um, so now I have read a book. It, it says about a flood in the summer, an August flood, and um, that the crops got washed away. You know, um, but obviously that would have been. That would have been devastating in those days because they wouldn't have had anything to to feed their cattle, you know. But you used to have... um, Who used to come and camp and used to have those in the... Was it in the 50s and 60s? Bradford Diocese used to come and have and used to have caravan rallies. Oh,
0: yeah, Bradford Diocese, have come for years. Then they got... Ooh, last time they come, they were flooded out, weren't they? Mm.
1: (gasps) We used to have a big um, caravan rally, so the big field there'd be like a hundred caravans in. They'd come every year.
0: Oh, yeah, then four little burgers. Yeah, we had them all lit the house. <laughs> Didn't all we ever? A... All the clothes were wet through. Oh. Was she we never off? Mm-hmm. They haven't been since that one, have they? Yeah, because well, they didn't came the vicar, for years.
1: Didn't the the vicar that's just retired came when he came to Grindleton? How long ago? Five years ago. Five yeah. years ago. He, he came knocking yeah. on the door to find Granny because he was actually involved and used yeah. to come and stay. So he remembered. And he know.
0: remembers that that he remembers he was that a youth time. Youth worker,
2: wasn't it? Yeah, a youth worker for Bradford. Dad, yeah, so were yeah. grand. Yeah, that would be, I don't know what winter. I'd be
1: a child, wouldn't I? So in the when? Early 80s when we had yeah. a big frost.
2: Big frost and it was frozen for weeks, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: The, the river, we were photographs actually of the the depth of the ice. Because um, um, it was not, how long ago was it the last one that we had? And it wasn't that long ago, was it? No, and it froze. It froze
2: all the way across. Oh,
0: yeah. And as
2: it thawed. With the movement of the water, it just kept like pushing, mm. didn't it? And it just kept building up and up. Right, really,
1: it? Up. And the, the noise, the crunching, yeah. the cracking. You
0: can't, you couldn't believe it, how yeah. you could hear it in mm. bed, just like a glacier
2: moving, mm. really.
0: Yeah. And it's then, after once
1: it had all gone, you could see on the bank bottom side all the rocks were clean, weren't they? Obviously, mm. where the ice had scraped. Catherine, my younger sister, used to have some Jacob sheep.
0: This, this one here.
1: Yeah, so you can imagine Jacob's with all the horns. Oh. And anyway, it's lamb had oh. got out onto the road, and, um, and then eventually sheep had got out on road. So we were, like, trying to get it back in, weren't we, to steer it back up into Croft behind the house. <laughs> but because it got itself that worked up, it jumped into the backyard. So it smashed mum's bench... And then ended up jumping through the window. So we had at the time old wooden sash windows. And um, all you heard was glass smashing. The sheep was in the house. (coughs) Um, So I always remember Dad running in. And my own elderly uncle was sat in the chair by the raven. But obviously, all that glass came in, and then Dad went to try and grab the sheep, which was in the house at the time. And it was trying to get the little Jack Russell in the corner because it was that worked up. And the next minute, it just like jumped off the table and out through a different window. Um, So we had two smashed windows. Mum was outside panicking, thinking all she could hear was glass smashing, thinking, "Where is this sheep going? Could have gone upstairs or anywhere." (coughs) But uh, anyway. We eventually rounded it up and there wasn't a mark on it because we were worried, thinking it's going to have cut itself with the glass. But, um, yeah, it was quite interesting, wasn't it, Mum, trying to explain to the insurance company what had actually happened. But we actually had somebody here fixing a tractor, didn't we, outside doing some electrical work on a tractor. And he was like, honestly, if you hadn't ever witnessed that, you would not have believed it if somebody would have told you the story. I think you've got one of the best views in the Ribble Valley, living here, looking oh, out yeah. over to Pendle. Um it's it's really
0: The old people round roundabout, they all say it's the nicest place to live in Ribble Valley. So I said, Well, it's home. Yeah. We will think so, won't we, you know?
1: It's one of the things I miss not living here, yeah. is the view out of the front door, you know, looking across, across the valley because
0: you can see everything from here. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, beautiful. Our Talking Rivers series of audio productions has been brought to you by Ribble Rivers Trust as part of the Ribble Life Together project. It celebrates the rich cultural, social, and natural heritage of the Ribble catchment. Creating the series has been made possible by National Lottery players through the Heritage Fund. For more episodes and information, Visit RibbleLifeTogether